The million dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Hey, it's Chris Waters, the host of CEO Secrets. I am so privileged and excited to have our guest on today, Jennifer Sino-Tucker, the author of How to Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent, The Seven Steps to Make 100000 a Year. Uh, she was also awarded the Silver Award from Exit Realty International, the seventh largest real estate brokerage in North America, uh, for her gross closed commissions in the New York metro region in 2019. Uh, Jennifer also increased her sales and received the Gold Award. Jennifer, welcome to CEO Secrets. I'm excited to learn more about this book. How are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm doing well, thanks, and I really appreciate you. I'm super stoked to be here. Well, tell me, when did you publish the book? And I guess even maybe a little bit backstory, like how did you get started as an agent and kind of develop the formula, if you will, to write this book and help other people kind of follow in your footsteps? Yeah, for sure. Well, a um, little bit of backstory. I'm in the business eight years now, but um, my mom and family will tell you that I've been listening to it for over 34 um, my mom's a broker owner at our office right now. So always had this kind of love-hate relationship with real estate. Uh, I took a traditional route and uh, got my master's degree in education and started teaching. And But I always had this flair of doing my own thing, didn't like listening to other people. So uh, I started my kids, a kids fitness business and uh, that was kind of doing okay. But I looked her mom as a mentor since she was a top producer at her agency at the time, um, she literally took a lead on a piece of paper that her secretary brought in, crumbled it up, and then threw it in the trash. And I'm like, I have time to work real estate, you know. And and that was really my first step, and got my feet wet, enrolled in the course right away. Um, I was able to kind of grow and be her buyer's agent, and really was the legs of our operation and realized that there came a time where she was going to soon be a broker and I needed to develop my own systems and establish my own business and really look at myself as a CEO and business owner of my own, my own kind of, you know, development here and, and business in essence. And, uh, I've been able to kind of grow and thrive each year. Actually, my production is up 25% this year. How many um, homes are you selling so as an agent? I'm closing, uh, this year I'm on track to close 46. Okay. And, and you're eight years in 46. And then what's your average sales price on those 46 homes? 550. And oh, wow. I look, it's good sales yeah. price. <laughs> and I look to really, um, like every quarter increase that by 10%. Okay. Um, so that's one of the ways that I kind of leverage myself and my, you know, my commission to keep kind of growing and growing mm -hmm. is to sell homes that are either right. We could, we could work more and work with more buyers or sellers, or we could leverage ourselves and increase the sales price that we're, we're selling at. So you have a pretty incredible foundation getting a, you know, an advanced degree in education. And ultimately I, I think most people listening to the show would agree. We are kind of like educators when it comes to working with consumers. Was it your background that led to the, you know, the ambition to want to write a book? 
Well, yeah, we noticed in our brokerage that we were staying true to national statistics where 86% of new agents kind of leave the business. And our brokerage was no different where eight out of 10 were kind of leaving or and totally getting out of real estate. So we knew it's some kind of training program was needed. And being an educator, it obviously was natural for me to kind of instill, you know, what policy procedures and training education needed to happen for our new agents. So that was really the roots of how our brokerage also was able to thrive and, you know, really kind of do the things that we're doing now. So yeah, the master's degree absolutely, absolutely helped, but it also gave me the confidence to kind of speak in front of buyers and sellers, because that's difficult coming from just the teaching kind of background to really do a one-on-one and, you know, with someone and interview them, that was the most difficult. The sales part of it was most difficult for me. So give me the main bullet points of the book. Um, yeah. what, are, what are the main things somebody would learn in the book and, and why they should pick it up? What are the big takeaways in your opinion? You know, I think one of the biggest takeaway is that you already have the skills and tools that you need in order to become a top producing agent. It, for me, like I said, it was a matter of just utilizing my background. And that's kind of what I teach here. Um, right now, I have a mentee whose background is in um, catering and hosting and things of like that. We're able to use that kind of background to help her kind of flourish through her career. She's not changing who she is. That would be one of the biggest takeaway. Utilize who you are and just go with it. Got it. So big, be authentic to yourself. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, you know, we can be a chameleon when we're speaking in front of buyers and sellers. And I absolutely encourage that, especially uh, preaching from this DISC personality profile. I really um, have honed that skill to change my personality. I'm a big dominant kind of um, cautious person in a DNC personality profiling. And, but, um, you know, I come across a lot of I and S people and, uh, you know, it becomes a challenge for me, but I'm, I've learned to adapt myself to be comfortable so that they're comfortable in front of me as their agent. Mm-hmm. Where are you currently in reinvesting? You, you mentioned earlier, reinvesting commission dollars to keep growing your business quarter over quarter. Where, where are you investing from a, you know, marketing lead generation perspective to, you know, find new clients? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I'm a little bit of a hybrid of old school and new school. I still do a little bit of paper and farming and I love code calling. That's kind of my thing right now, you know, through uh, the pandemic in New York, we're still not able to do that here um, as we're on an executive order still. And that's going to hold until November they're telling us. So my code calling has absolutely been put on halt. But what I just done is move some marketing money into farming an area with postcards and letters and just keeping myself in front of those people. I just farm about a 500 area uh, homes. And uh, the other thing that I really do is an email campaign. I mean, it seems so simple, but I think a lot of people are missing out. And of course, you know, my hybrid comes in with social media. It's not my favorite thing to do, but I know everyone's doing it out there. So just putting ads out and about my just listed, just sold kind of properties is working for me at this time. When you were uh, doing outbound prospecting, what kind of lead list were you calling? Oh, what kind of lead list was I calling? You know, I always teach about, you know, your top 50, those people within your network. 
are really the, the people that I was calling and staying con in contact with. Networking was also huge for me, joining a BNI or BNG, those kind of groups really helped me stay um, close and receive a lot of referrals. So investing in yourself that way really has definitely catapulted me, you know, through my business. Do you think you're going to follow in your mom's footsteps and have a brokerage at some point in the future? There's some talk of that, um, <laughs> of what we really want to do, but absolutely. I mean, I, the thing that we struggle with today and, and even in independent brokerages is, the typically the broker is also a producing broker and it's one of the things that her and i kind of go back back and forth with with how are we going to shift our model to be so that the broker is just a broker otherwise it becomes very competitive amongst agents and um we're working on some things now to get that in place um to make sure that our agents are successful because it's really about them and 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 not us You've been in the industry eight years now. It's changed immensely just in the past eight years. Yeah. Like, how do you see the role? Like, uh, you know, when you think about the next eight years and brokerage and, you know, there's so many different business models out there and you got the iBuyers and disruptors, like what, what's your, you know, crystal ball say about the future, you know, for the next eight years, what do you think the industry is going to look like? Um, I think we're going to be a little more virtual. I don't think we'll ever get rid of, you know, people kind of um, moving or buying and selling, you know, virtual 100% virtually. But I think, you know, the whole paperless agent is definitely the way to go. Um, meeting with clients through, you know, Zoom or some kind of meetup room is definitely a way to go. I mean, I just shifted through the pandemic and that's ultimately what I've done. And now I'm still doing it um, at this time. You know, the information is so online, um, you know, on the internet regarding home values that it's up to the agent now to really provide a lot of value to their buyers and sellers because they have it out there, right? It, it's it's 100% accessible. I mean, at this time, I, we don't even have to give a CMA. Uh, Zillow is doing it for, for us and they're getting better and better each day. So as a broker, I think, you know, we need to show our agents where their value proposition lies. You know, if, if that's going to change, I think that's where we're most going to change. Are you familiar with the iBuyers? You know, we don't have a lot of that here in, in New York, but, but yes, a little bit, not too much. So I'm, I'm just a hypothetical question. So like, you know, they're undoubtedly disrupting the markets they are sure. in and you know, consumers are getting offers from iBuyers and these are not, you know, prices that you would expect from a house flipper. They're charging, they're paying full market value minus a convenience fee. And, you know, the convenience fee in, in markets like Phoenix and Atlanta, the convenience fee is only 5%, which is less than, you know, the typical like brokerage fees. So in the, in the years to come, as the value proposition between the agent and the consumer gets diminished because of iBuyers and, and more efficiencies and liquidity in the market. How do you think the top producing agent will compete with iBuyers and then the really successful real estate teams out there that have enough revenue to you know, come up with some strong value propositions? How does that, uh, the top producing agent compete when you've got you know, that much competition and disruption happening? You know, I, I mean, we kind of see a little bit of that. I mean, we're I wouldn't say iBuyers, but there's a plethora of, of agents, right? You 
look to your left and to your right of you and there are there everyone's an agent or everyone at least knows someone who is an agent so i want to say that i think we as top agents and brokerages teams um really i think just give that education like you're like we've been talking about it's really about informing the buyer or the, the customer about what we provide. I mean, in New York here, we, you know, we deal a lot with attorneys. So already our value proposition compared to the rest of the country is a little bit diminished, right? I think we're gonna see a little bit of shift in providing value as buyers, agents, which we don't typically do here in the Metro New York area either. And, and that's kind of the change that I really see happening here in just my local market. Uh, you know, I mean, I can't really speak for the rest of the, the area, but um, I think providing that value and service, you know, really, one of the things that I did do during COVID was really increase the amount of service I give regarding my commission structure and how that works out. So I offer a four, five, and six percent commission commission structure, and that really is dependent upon what kind of services I provide for each of those scenarios. Got it. Exit Realty, that's who you're associated with, right? Yes. And they're owned by, is it Realogy? Is that who owns Exit No, Realty? we're not a Realogy. That's, okay. No. So, so Exit is independent Realty. Okay. Correct. Um, cool. From a national perspective, you've got companies like, um, you know, KW, which have gone like big in the technology. Yeah. Um, EXP, which has this like gross rev share you know, it's, uh, what is it? Open door is now hiring real estate agents as employees. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got compass in the New York market. That's really big exit's been around for a couple decades now. Right. I mean, that's About 20, 20, 20, 20, I think we were around 22 years. We just celebrated. Yeah. So yeah. So a little over two decades, like what is, what is exit doing to, you know, compete with, and try to you know add additional value to real estate agents to keep agents in its network um, credible and you know to help differentiate them from the competition you know what exit really provides is you know a, a lot of branding ways for us to kind of brand ourselves um and to keep us out in the market like our e-signs are, are huge i get a lot of good feedback from them and my sellers love them because it's an instant gratification for the buyer to kind of get information on the house where I can, you know, get give the instant gratification to someone driving by it. What the is other, that called again? E sign? It's yeah, our our e signs, right? It's just that. Tell, tell me more about that. <laughs> it's a sign basically that you can text a number to, and you get all the information on the local the local sign, the local house that's in the area. So anyone can text um, exit to eight five three seven seven, and they'll get information on the property. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yep. Uh, that's one thing. I think you know what differentiated our decision in choosing uh, this franchise was really the culture um, that was really instilled, and and that exit really has. I think choosing your brokerage is very, you know, a very, I want to, I don't want to use emotional, but it is, you know, your own choice and it has to be true and aligned with your own values. And we just saw exit as that opportunity. We were, I mean, our exit will never go public. And that was one thing that kind of attracted us to it as well as the single level residual 
that during for our sponsoring that we received. As an agent, you can have that third stream of income. You know, I'm not too savvy in the stock stock market, so it, that that part of it really wasn't attractive to us. Tell me more. What's that third stream of revenue? And I yeah, apologize, so- I'm not I'm not super familiar <laughs> with Exit Realty. No, yeah, that's okay. So for every agent that you sponsor into the company, right, the company gives you a single level residual, which is 10% of what that agent makes. So if I sponsor an agent into the company who earns a hundred thousand in commission, I'm going to receive a $10,000 bonus, so to speak. EXP, I'm I'm sure, you know, I'm just so you know, I'm not affiliated with EXP. Um, not an agent, broker, whatever. Um, and so like that revenue share model, for example, Exit Realty has, you know, like that's been very popular. Obviously it helped KW grow a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems like, you know, EXP really kind of took that to the next level because, right. you know, their agent count is going up like exponentially. Um, I mean, what's the difference? Do you know what the difference is between EXP's rev share model and like, why are people buying into that more so than like what Exit's doing? I think because you can earn, you know, uh, and I want to say, and I'm not too familiar with it, so someone else may be able to help you out a little bit better with it, but, um, you know, there's a cap I know that's evolved. So once you give back 16,000, you're at the full 100%. And I think it's the commission splits that are really driving agents to other brokerages. I, you know, I've said it, my mom has said it, uh, a lot of people will say it. it doesn't matter what brokerage is next to your name, though. Because you are, in essence, the CEO of your own business. Mm-hmm. So it's how you really develop the relationships and, and brand yourself that's most important. You know, whether or not I choose to stay with Exit or to leave at some point, my past clients are going to follow me. They're not going to follow, you know, typically sure. who, the, who the brokerage is or what, like I said, what name is next to it. I tell my daughter all the time. I don't care what number on your grades are next to your name. It doesn't matter, but it's the effort and the persistence and consistent behavior that you do. That's going to make all the difference in the world when you go to college. Oh man, that's good. How old are your, how old's your daughter? And do you, how She's, many kids do you have? Uh, five. five. She's kids. 14. Yeah. I have a little hybrid there as well, Chris. <laughs> Tell me more. 19, 14, 12, seven, and six. Wow. 19, yeah. 12 and six. Yeah. You have your hands full. <laughs> well, yeah, only within the last year that my hands been full to that extent, but they've always been full. I've been a single mom for, and do this, have done the solo parent thing for quite some time. And real estate was really the way for me to leverage my time and spend it with my daughter um, mm. for eight years on my own. I have two girls, so maybe you can share some tips on uh, how to best um, deal with teenagers. Mine are four um, and one, so I'm, I'm, I've got a little ways to go. My best tip is very gently deal with them. <laughs> I'm hoping they just always love dad in their teenage years and maybe the hostilities with mom. I don't know. That's wishful thinking, I'm sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my zipper on over <laughs> my mouth on that one. <laughs> don't bust my bubble. It's my optimistic <laughs> thinking. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, my, my partner's in the business too. So it actually works out. We live, live, work and play real estate. 
Jennifer, how can people, um, you know, find more about your book? Do they look on Amazon? Where can they go to get a, buy a copy of it? Yeah, well, no, no, Chris, absolutely. They can download a book for free. Absolutely. Um, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent is available if you go to the website, um, rockstaragenttraining.com and all of your audience can download the book there for free. It's also available on Audible. Um, for those of you who really like to drive and, and listen, which I'm a huge fan of, I love listening podcasts and just books on Audible. So yeah, they can they can download the book there at rockstaragenttraining.com or on Audible. I love your website, by the way. I'm just now taking a look at it. I, I typed that in rockstaragenttraining.com. It's a great looking site for your book. Ah, oh, thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and drop that in the um, chat box and we'll put this in the show notes for people to check out as well. So rockstaragenttraining.com. Um, Jennifer Sino Tucker, thank you so much for being on CEO Secrets today. Um, it's no wonder you're an amazing uh, rockstar agent yourself. You, I mean, I can just hear the, the values you're teaching your kids and you probably pass on to your your uh, mentees. And um, I, I hope we can connect again at a, maybe when COVID is over at like a future event or something. I recall seeing a lot of the lanyards at an Inman event in New York City with the exit, you know, thing oh. on there. Um, so I don't know if like exits, you know, like takes over the uh, Inman thing every year, but I saw there, they've bought the sponsorships for the the lanyard. So anyways, um, hope we can connect in person at some point in the future. I'm looking forward to reading a copy of your book. And um, for anybody listening, if this is your first time tuning in, be sure to hit that subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube or on um, iTunes, and be sure to check out rockstaragenttraining.com, where you can download a free copy of Jennifer Sino Tucker's book, Become a Rockstar Real Estate Agent, and, and Seven Steps to Make 100000 a Year. Jennifer, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Chris, thank you. It was my pleasure. There's anything I could do to help your audience, they know how to get reach out to me. Great. Thanks, Jennifer. You bet. Want more CEO secrets? If so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team at www.themilliondollarrealestateteam.com for free. Inside this book, you'll find my top secrets that we've used to net $1 million in just three years. <laughs>